HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're kicking off our end-of-year fundraising drive with a special discount offer from our partner, Heritage Foods USA, an online farm-to-table butcher shop specializing in heritage breed antibiotic-free meats. Donate to Heritage Radio Network before Sunday, December 4th at heritageradionetwork.org donate, and we'll send you an exclusive discount code for 10% off all Heritage Foods products. Help ensure another year of great food radio, get 10% off delicious and sustainably produced meat, and support small family farms all in one shot. How's that for a holiday miracle? Head to heritageradionetwork.org donate by Sunday, December 4th to make your contribution. Today's program was brought to you by Roth, Wisconsin, makers of the world's best cheese and pioneers in the U.S. artisan cheese movement. For more information, visit rothcheese.com. I'm Dave Arnold, host of Cooking Issues. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to the Grape Nation, your weekly wine journey. Our guest today is one of my all-time favorite people in the world, Gary Vaynerchuk. We'll talk wine, tech, social media, hustle, entrepreneurship, and a bunch of other stuff. We'll also taste a great Cali Cab with Gary on the weekly wine sip. I'm your host, Sam Ben Ruby. Stay with us for the Grape Nation on the Heritage Radio Network. We bring wine to the people. All right, fresh out of college, Gary Vaynerchuk, and fresh out of college was just was a stretch, that's for sure. Gary Vaynerchuk <laughs> grew his family wine business, the Wine Library in New Jersey, from about $3 million to $60 million in just five years. During that time, he was among the first to use the Internet to promote the wine store and also created the wildly popular Wine Library TV. He now runs VaynerMedia, one of the world's hottest digital advertising and marketing agencies, serving Fortune 500 companies. 
Along the way, he became a prolific angel investor and venture capitalist, investing in companies, and maybe you heard of some of these, like Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Uber, and Snapchat, among others, before eventually co-founding Vayner RSE, a multi-multi-million dollar fund investing in tomorrow's companies. You can also see Gary on a regular basis on the Daily V and the Ask Gary V Show on the Internet. Gary Vaynerchuk is also a New York Times bestselling author. Four times. Four times over. It's in the notes. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. And a very sought-after public speaker, the king of the keynotes. Oh, I like that. Welcome to the Grape Nation, Gary. Oh, the clapping. I like this. Listen. Ruby, I'm super excited right now. Listen to me. Yes. A lot of people know who you are, but yes. we're going to assume that our Heritage Radio yes. listeners don't know who you are. Okay. And you have a very, very interesting and colorful sort of journey to where you are today. Yes. And I think they'd love to hear about it. But don't take world. like 20 minutes talking about it, all I right? I was doing my first book signing in uh, Columbus Circle. <laughs> I had a huge crowd, and some weird guy with a huge mustache is like, you need to be on radio. And he just would never leave me alone. And that is your host here, everybody, Mr. Ben Ruby. Uh, and so that, that is, was that a is, show we did on Sirius Satellite Radio. Which was a radio. lot of fun. And let me tell you, listening to his early kind of uh, remarks here, I was way better on the radio than he was. It, was, it was your show. I, <laughs> okay. I created it and co-hosted it. You did, I mean, listen. Listen, I brought you in all the time because I needed that crutch, and now to watch you now be the star of your own radio show, I'm go. very excited. I'm very humbled to be here. I'm also a proud employer of your entire family, and I'm really excited about this. I mean, this is going to be an all-time classic to watch, but my story is very simple. It's actually quite classic. It's very much a lot of people's grandfather's story, which is my family immigrated uh, from the Soviet Union, and I was a merchant, like just a, cla- you know, lemonade stands, baseball cards. It led to me being involved in my dad's liquor store. I hated beer and yeah, wine. Yeah, but you were way more active as a kid than most of your friends. Oh, I'm... Whether it was lemonade stands, selling yeah. baseball cards. I, I, I tried to sell my sister. I mean, I was out of control. I mean, like, you know, nice. my, my, my family, this weekend, we were, uh, we were celebrating Thanksgiving, and my dad was making the joke that if eBay was around when I was in in high school, that <laughs> he would have come home one day and there wouldn't have been a single thing in the house. That's true. I have high energy, no question. It, by the way, it's driven by gratitude and the understanding of all the opportunities we have. If you're sitting and listening to this and you don't understand the opportunities we have, you know it's it's a losing formula because there's so much opportunity. There's so much opportunity for the ones that understand themselves. I deployed a lot of self-awareness at a young age, which allowed me to be a poor student, but hone the skills that have become the foundation of my life, which are people skills, emotional intelligence, salesmanship, business structures. Went on to build, you did the intro, so we don't need to go into that. But you, you always made the case that some kids were not built for four years of high school and four years of college, and parents didn't recognize that and didn't nurture it. At least your mom gave you the support and the space. Perfectly Parented, the book that I will write one day that will speak to how to raise an entrepreneur from an entrepreneur's perspective of being perfectly parented. And yeah, and I I think it's interesting, uh, Sam, you know, it's... it's, um, we're starting to see the conversation amongst parents to having an open mind of allowing their kids to do different things. And it's very exciting for me to see because I grew up in the 80s and 90s when going to a good college 
was the single right. blueprint. When I was making $3,000 a weekend selling baseball cards but getting a D in science, I was a loser. Today, I'd be on the Most cover of Most kids would Inc. take that deal. Are you kidding? Yeah, right. I'd be on the cover of Fast Company right now. And so it, it's very interesting to see the, uh, the world change. So this is a wine show. Oh, okay. So we got to talk a little about wine. I'm excited but, about But that. we're not going to talk exclusively about wine. No, I can wine. see that. We have but at least if, uh, you know, we start with the wine thing. It's sort of reminiscent of wine and web. Yes. Where we talked a little about wine and we'll talk a little about social media. But anything in the past, I mean, you want to, I, I did set you up with that uh, intro, which didn't leave you much to. No, but I mean, you, from a wine standpoint? No, no, no. We'll get to that. But anything else? No, no. I feel okay. great about everything. All right. So. Most of your life was consumed with wine up until not that long ago. That's right. You know, I mean, your 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 family business, your dad. From you know, you got involved with running the business. The wine library, TV was huge. I mean, do you, do you miss that? Or yes, but but there's something. How I'll tell you how in a fun. Well, first of all, I mean, I was literally texting with Brandon right now. Writing tomorrow's wine Brandon offer. Brandon runs Gary's store for him. And My dad, old, Sasha's and store, his, by the right. way, if, if he's listening. Yeah. I don't He'll want him kill, to kill me you. at the kill next you. Jet game. Kill you. Um, Russian headlock. Uh, listen, I think that a um, couple things emerged. So just for everybody who, who, who I know, a lot of you don't know who I am, from 15 to 34, it's probably the only thing I cared about except for the tail end of baseball cards at 15 and, and the beginning of technology at 30. So, like, it is the core of my life, my obsession, passion of wine, but and I the wine business. And then what I didn't realize, and this is giving you the answer, I drank a Dalforno Amarone last night. Seven years ago, I would have drank that, and everything that would have been happening in that moment was, who can I sell this to? What's the margin? How do I get more of an allocation? And last night I just drank it. I'm like, my God, this is really you good. You learn to uh -huh. sort of enjoy it's it. It's crazy. Savor. Think about Celebrate. This. For everybody who's listening, if you grew up in the sports business, for us, oh my God, that athlete. Oh my God, this. You, you, you have a, a, an amazing uh, media career, right? People would freak when they met Howard Stern. It was your normal day to day. Right. You know, what you learn and what everybody listening knows is no matter what you do for a living, when you're deep in it, you start really easily forgetting what made it magical. You know, you went to Hollywood to make it, you kind of make it, the first 15 times you saw a star, you lost your mind, you text your mom, you called your mom back in the day. It's just a job, That's eventually. right, and so what happened was, I, it was a commodity that I sold, I loved the business, I loved the farmers, the artists, the winemakers, I loved it, I loved it, but it became my business. It was always only my business. It's no different than social media, by the way. People ask, always ask me, what's my favorite social media platform? I've only known it from a business standpoint. I didn't grow up with one. I went on Twitter and Facebook early That's to build right. business, so I've never had a natural relationship with social networks. And so... But business and personal. And yes. personal is business for, me. for you, That's too. Right. That's right. You and know so, the brand. And so what's happened last year or two, Sam, is I've actually become a wine consumer... And it's been fun. So let's stay on that for a minute. So as a consumer and having the past, are there any trends or anything going on in wine that you've noticed now? Yeah. So I still keep a quite a, a close communication with Brandon and my dad and know a lot about what's going on in the industry. I think one of the things that's really fascinating to me is much like I was very right about Burgundy's explosion a decade ago, 
I, I'm positive. What preceded that, Bordeaux? Yes, and cold California cabs. It, it shifted to Burgundy. Yeah. Not because of the Chinese, just... A little oh. bit for a few minutes, but just by logic. Right. You know, once Parker became not the only voice in wine, people started right. saying things like... which we'll get to in a few seconds. Okay, I'm always trying to set you up. Thank um, you. You know, what happened was, as Parker became one of the most important voices instead of the only voice like he was for 15 years along with Wine Spectator. What happened was people started deploying logic and they said, you know, there's 28,000 cases being made of Chateau Aubryon or Lafitte and there's 330 of this single vineyard, you know, Burgundy and so just supply and demand kicked in. So that allure of collecting and hard to don't get. Forget, Parker got kicked out of Burgundy. There was a lot of controversy He was there. a Cali cab and Bordeaux heavy and big Rhone, wine and Rhone. and Rhone. Big and Rhone. He, but, but he loved Burgundy but the, and I, you know, truth is I won't speak to it because I don't even fully, I never fully knew the story I could recall it. He had a controversy with a couple of producers. He stopped reviewing Burgundy. That's why he brought on Pierre Rivani way back when when he first introduced another critic and so what happened was Burgundy just wasn't that important to the high net worth individuals of America and then they became it and then supply and demand kicked in I believe the same thing will happen to Barolo so my big prediction here on Heritage Radio Network. On the Grape Nation. On the Grape Nation. Where, we, where we're bringing wine to the people. We're bringing wine to the people. So the trend is... The trend is, if you're a collector and you want to buy some wine for your kids' weddings or like the guy who hosts his shows made some good money on flipping some wine, he made some good bets, uh, I would buy small, tiny production, highly rated, sought after Barolo. Bruno Giacosa, Red Label, Conterno. stuff like Conterno Single Vineyards, you know, because I believe that Barolo will become a dominant wine of choice of the next generation because it sits in between that Pinot Noir Cabernet cycle. It in, has the finesse uh-huh, and the complexity. But so the power. let's just drop a little knowledge on our Go listeners. Ahead. So Barolo is an Italian wine. Yes. It's from the Piedmont section of Italy, Correct. which is one of the great wine growing regions. It's made the by grape. Nebbiolo. The grape is Nebbiolo, where people who know Tuscan wines is predominantly Sangiovese. San That's right. And it's probably more Burgundian than Bordeaux. It's, you know, fine yes, or it's, it's definitely, when you pour it, you can see your fingers through it. Uh, but it has a huge amount of power, more so than most Pinot Noirs. And it definitely has an old world style, less fruit. And uh, it's amazing with food. And it's very popular, by the way. If you're a novice, this is a very big time wine. If you're a hardcore wine person listening, you know this grape, you know this region, you know this wine. I just think they're underpriced. In the same way that I was- You can go 30 to hundreds. And there's good stuff for 30, 40, 50. There's a ton of stuff at 50, 60, 70. And when you go to like 90 and 120, I just think those wines are gonna be 500 and 800. In the next generation. And in their category, they rival wines that are like two, three, four. That's a really good way to put it. So that's exactly right. An $80 Barolo to me is the equivalent quality value of a $300 Bordeaux, of a $300 Burgundy, of a $200 California Cab. So you can really do some damage in the quality price ratio. So take that to the bank because I agree with you. You know, I, I don't quite, I think that's a good call. Thank you. But I have a question. When you say Barolo, is that implying that Tuscan wines, the super Tuscans and all that, have sort of been on the scene and run their course? Or Barolo will sort of 
I think it's going to surpass it. I think it's going to be a very similar thing to collectors that... That, um, but they haven't had the run the Tuscans have had, you could say, right? The Sasakai right. or right. Elias. The, the, There's the, a handful of Barola producers. Rick, Rick, who just made his first big check at Goldman Sachs at 28, he's going to buy at the restaurant trying to press the girl that he's trying to hook up with that night. Good Barola? A Tig. Oh, Tig. A Sasakai. Guado Altasso. A, a Salaya. He's not going to say, hey, baby, check out this, you know, Aldo Conterno. Right. You know, and so to me... Uh, that's where the opportunity lies. I, I, I think you're right on on that. Now, what I By want... By the way, Rick's girlfriend in that scenario is Sally. Okay. All right, so taking that trend, let's talk about trends in social media that affect wine. Okay. And I, the reason I said we'll get to that is you were alluding to it, because I think Burgundy, which was not well covered was now available on the internet with Berghound and Galone, whoever, all these other you guys. Know, it, so it, wasn't, how it, is- wasn't, it wasn't Alan Meadows' Berghound. It wasn't Tanzer. It was, it was these E. Robert Parker forums. That's right. right. It was wine berserkers. Right. It was these nerd wine forums and auction Talking prices. Talking from the That's street, right. literally. That's right. But but by the way, the high class street, the board, well, yeah. the boardroom, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> and it ran the range. I mean, yeah. there were guys that could afford a four hundred dollar bottle, and a guy that never drank anything That's more right. than sixty. That's right. That's right. So, how has social media affected wine? A lot. That's a bigger a question. A lot. So, what, you, what are the obvious? Your your strikingly handsome son that's with us right now, who's you know raving to two in the morning and hooking up with chicks. Two. He. I know. He doesn't even he start. Starts, he doesn't he even start Snapchatting. He doesn't even start two. a snap story right. until two. Yeah. He. You know, if he didn't know me and you, he, exactly him. How old are you now? The 27-year-old New Yorker making a couple bucks, going out at night. He's going to follow four or five sommeliers and actually produce his knowledge from those people, not from the wine spectator. And so that's how it's changed it. Right? right, he he's absolutely now being influenced by Andre Mack or Lauren Maniac or, or all the Psalms that now post something, and so he's going to see a snap or an Instagram review of a wine, and he's going to save it, and he's going to walk into his local wine shop and be like, "Do you have this?" And so that's how. So the base of people who disseminate information is huge. Democratized. They're reputable because they're Psalms, they're retailers. 100%. They're people who drink a lot of wine and have a good taste in all of that. I remember saying something. So that's a community on. thing. It is. It's, it's, the di- it's the internet impact on society in every category. Right. But most of all, it's fun to look back when I said in interviews about Wine Library TV that I was the preview, not the anomaly. As you know, because you follow the space, I got a lot of credit. I was first. I was first on YouTube, that was a good call. I was first. I was the first person to carry a lot of weight in the wine world that wasn't one of the five or six wine magazines. For sure. And so total outlier. That's right. Wine library, all that wine stuff. Wine library TV became this huge thing. I could sell a lot of wine or kill a wine. Uh, people bought and drank wine because of what I said, and I was doing it strictly through YouTube. And what I remember being right about was yeah, I've got some charisma and I've got my thing and I'm going to be special, but this is going to happen for everybody. Anybody good enough. And what I also thought and it played out was, okay, well, I'm good on video, but as I remember thinking blogger and WordPress because those were blogs back then. As the, you know, I didn't really even know social nobody knew I didn't know social media was coming. You know, and so obviously Instagram as we can all who's listening understand what an easy platform for anybody to be a wine critic. Take a picture of the label, write two sentences, mazel tov. From 
a famous sommelier to the guy next door. That's right. For sure. All right. So As let- a matter of fact, you should – are you creating con- – like the wine that we're about to taste and you taste with other guests. We, we have Instagram. Great. We have – we'll get to Snapchat. Okay. It's just because I'm too old and lazy, but I'll get there. Um, we're on Twitter. We'll, we'll get there. Don't worry. Ben is helping me. All right, so let's... I mean, let's Ben's, the only meeting Ben's ever had with me at VaynerMedia was, hey, I don't want to be too pigeonholed as the Snapchat guy. <laughs> I mean, that's how hardcore he is Snapchatting. Anytime we haven't done one Snapchat. Jesus. All right, so let's, let's move Where's away... Where's Jake? Let's move away from wine. We had some good insights on wine. Let's talk about, you know, really where you've established yourself of late. Let's start with VaynerMedia. So okay. you built a marketing machine, which I know this because I've been around you from the beginning... Basically based on your intuition. You decided, I'm going to build this business. Here's what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going to tell people. Is that an accurate portrayal of what VaynerMedia is? Yeah. I mean, you know, I I am building an agency, full service, does everything so I can use it for myself and my future business behaviors for my whole life. It's got to be so weird for you. Because it was when we first started meeting each other. When I pitched you for the show, you were down in Tribeca at a... Debrosis. At a, a group space. That's right. Way before there was WeWork and all that. That's other. right. It was an Israeli guy. That's as right. Matter of fact. Henny. And Sunshine Suites. And you probably had 12, 14 employees. That's right. So tell people how big the agency is now. So back then we were, that's probably right, 7 to 12 people doing, you know, 800,000 a year. And uh, and now we're 725, 735 people doing 100 million a year, and we've done that in you know seven years. So globally, globally, London, around the, whole the thing. country, it's really cool. You know, it's um, listen. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I know a lot of people are listening that don't know me, so I'm going to try to hedge on the ego here. I suck at a lot of stuff, but I'm a very good businessman. And if I decide to do something and well, stick just to while it, I have you here, yeah. And, you know, I'll see you a lot after this. And I could use this for the future. Just tell me one thing you suck at. Oh, a lot of things. Well, give me one that you really suck at. Science. Science. Okay. Everyone sucks at science. Um, Running fast. I'm fairly slow. Okay. Um, A white Russian guy. You know. um, But but to make it even, you know, um, yeah, yeah. That's about it. Science and running. All right. All right. So you have the agency and... I mean, I, I had been around advertising and marketing a long time. I think the the business has changed incredibly. Tell me it, it, your duration at VaynerMedia in, in general, the changes yeah. you know, and the differences. I'm, I mean, the first meetings I walked into, Campbell's, Pepsi, the NHL, they didn't even know what Twitter was. And I, and I don't mean like they hadn't checked it out. It was like, hey, guys, you should be on Twitter and Facebook and they're like, what's Twitter? So the major part of that answer is as social media was coming into the advertising world. We were there. That was... I was right. That was your intuition, 100%. and that's, that's an important part of the agency. It's the important part of life, right? It's how I married my wife. It's how I was built the wine business. What, on I, the internet? Yes, J-Date and the intuition of our first date. I was like, this is my wife. That was a great decision. It's how I built Wine Library. I was right about the internet itself. I was right about Spanish-Australian wines when nobody wanted to hear it. And then Wild Duck Muck's getting 100 points from Parker. I mean, my, my narrative is pretty basic. Like, I, I have a good nose. 
Um, what I think I do really well is I bet on it. And so like for everybody listening, so this is less about me and more about you, like how about this next year? If you get anything out of, out of the Grape Nation, maybe this inspiring moment, how about for once in your life if you've never done it or for the people that have done it a couple times but not in a long while, how about just going all in on something you believe in? Now's the time. Like, what, what are you waiting for? You say that all the time. I believe in it. And I know you believe in it because that's why you say it. And it's never too late for anyone to go all in. Look at you. Look at me. Seriously. Yeah. I love that about you. Yeah. No, I'm being, I, don't, no, don't I, be I, humble. Now. You, I, you I, are I, such, you're a character. I, you know what? I appreciate Guys, just that. so everybody knows, he's red as a beat. He's, this is, you're listening to one of the great dudes of all time, and the way he takes compliments makes me laugh. Because just for, if you haven't picked up on it yet, I'm great at taking compliments. I take them very easily, and to be very frank, expect them. Um, but, you know, yeah, man, look at you. Like, you know, like, you know, first of all, you're young. What are you, 54? No, older. 55. But we're not going to get into that. Go oh, ahead. you're 60. Right, 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 right. Jesus Christ. You're 64. I'm like your dad's yeah, I, age. No, you're 61. You're 61. I'm your dad's age. No, you're not. I'm you're your my mom's age. age. That's why I'm trying to do the math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 61, and you feel like you're 16 to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to it's me, that's what the, you want to do. It's who you want to surround yourself with. And by the way, with. I know 61-year-olds that are dead because... I come from a country where people died at 60, so a lot of my moms and dads' contemporaries, they think at 55, you kind of shut it down. I had lunch today with Stephen Ross, my business partner. He owns the Miami Dolphins. He's one of the richest Related men in the world, companies, right? companies, big real estate. He's 76. The entire lunch was fire. He's you know, still got I was it. like, listen, if you keep acting this way in modern medicine in 15 years, you're going to be rolling this hard. He's like... It was funny. I was trying to like kind of give him. I was trying to give him something. He looked at me like, "Of course, of course." At ninety-one, I'm going to be fucking on fire. So, oh, sh- can we curse? Yeah. Show? Okay. Yeah. So the nice thing about that is it's easy to talk to a guy like that. That's why you and him well, are in business together. He can relate to you. Do you think he's I want, in awe of you? Forget about him for a second. Do you think I'd be sitting here if if you weren't the same? You're. I mean, you know, like no. I. You know. At, no. It's not a number. It's how you roll. It's what you do. Right. And by the way, let's try to tie this into the show. Can you guys all please do me a favor? If you have not tried a style of wine ever before, go buy that wine tonight. If you've never had a Tanat from Uruguay, if you've never had a Verdejo from Spain, if you've never had Tarantes from Argentina, a Banyule, which is late harvest Grenache from the south of France, like even stop a Beaujolais Nouvelet, anything. <laughs> Nouveau Beaujolais. By the way, Beaujolais Nouveau is dead. It's lost all its momentum. Has it? Yeah. Because Beaujolais is kind of hot. Well, Beaujolais, Nat- crew yeah. Beaujolais, that's right. real shit. Right, right, right. Um, so for me, for me, this works in the most micro things like what you drink at wine and it works at the most macro levels of like your life. It's, it's, it's that. Agreed. All right. So working at Vayner, yes. running Vayner, yes. speaking all over the country. Yeah. Let's world. just talk I'm world, global. world. This past week, I think you were in Lisbon, London, crazy. Let's talk about, we talked about wine, social media trends. Just kind of get me up to date social media trend. House party. really happening today. House party. What is house party? I know what it is, but tell our listeners. Um, well, you tell our listeners. I want to hear you explain it. Well, I'm not that sure because I haven't embedded, but okay. I watch the kids. I think it's a video platform yep. where multiple people, but yep. limited to a certain number, yep. four, six, can get on FaceTime and talk together yep. and just you know have yep. a good time. It's a, and, what is it, six or eight? 
Eight, right? It's an eight. And it's if up you to know somebody, people. they can come in, but the it's stranger a, is a connection that's to right. some extent. So it's an eight-person face, you know, it's an eight-person FaceTime if you want. It, it, think about this. Think about how many times you wanted to watch that football game with all three of your buddies, but you're in different places. It's the closest thing to replicating that that I've seen. And, and the, the onboarding is incredible. Like, we're house parties winning. By the way, full disclosure, this app used to be called Meerkat. Which, oh, which I, I think some people have heard of, and I was investor in right. Meerkat. So before I get into like why I believe in it, um, you should know that. But if you knew anything about me, you would know that I shit on my investments as much as I herald them. Um, they've got something right now, so they're they, hot. They have legs, you think? I don't know. It's very. I wouldn't. It's early. It's early, but it's got traction. So it's happening. Marco Polo. Is Which another is app? not an investment of mine, but another communication app, video, like conversation, like they've got some traction. So there's some new emergers. Is Snapchat already sort of a mature, they made it, they're going public thing? Or? Yes, but what's happening is Instagram's feature copies have definitely slowed some of Snapchat's growth. Uh, and so it's been fascinating. But Instagram reacted to Snapchat, right? 100%. But, but how one reacts is the most important Should, thing. I'm not blaming No, 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 I know that. you're not. They've reacted in a way that has been uh, successful. Um, ben, you uh, you have less views on your on your Snapchat over the last three months. And by the way, from Ben, how many do you get? One fit, right? So small numbers to my, you know, tens of thousands pushing a hundred thousand. We've all felt declines, and uh, and so you know, Snapchat's gonna have to address that. On the flip side, Snapchat spectacles and like, there's just there's right. so many things there's going still on. There's stuff going on. There's so much stuff. What going about on. everybody talks about Twitter and their survival and what they're doing? Yeah. I mean, is is are they gonna? I don't know. I think you know, they may because, have to change a because little. they're a public company. I hate to make predictions about Twitter because the board may do something. Uh, another company may come in and do a hostile takeover by buying all the stock. Like. I don't know, but I will say this. They didn't innovate enough over a five-year period and allowed other things to happen, which allowed people to you know, chip away at their market share. They were never mainstream enough. Normal people never they, fully they understood it. They didn't pivot it. when they could have and should have. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't call it a pivot. They didn't feature ad. Think about Snapchat. They add shit every day. It feels like Instagram. Look at all these changes. So quick iteration matters in technology companies, and uh, and I don't think Twitter did well in that way. So the future Not remains bright. to be seen. Not bright. But here's what I will say: that Twitter is needed. We need a water cooler of society. Agreed. So whether Twitter makes it or not, I don't know. But can much- it make it just as that? Because everybody thinks it should be even more. Um, I do think it can. They need to. Somebody again. What Facebook did to MySpace, I think somebody could do to Twitter. Right, looks a lot like it. Some different. But but a good example is they were, and you would know better than me. They were sort of on the money with Vine. I mean, it was a hip idea. Was it their inability to kind of carry it through, or just it was Jack's brilliance as an entrepreneur and CEO to know to buy it? Um, It was very hot. Very hot. Uh, it shut down. Well, they bought it and they put it into a big company. And you're, you've been in corporate America. It didn't. They you know couldn't make works. a fly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Let's talk. What about, did you drink on Thanksgiving? We had Barolo. No shit. Which is great with turkey. We had a Turley's Infidel, Very which nice. is like a velvet hammer. Yep. We had a Pinot Noir. Was it, Kistler. A Pino, was it a Pinot Gino? Pinot Gino. My that's name little... is Pinot Gino. <laughs> and we when had... When you used to rap... By the way, that's a little throwback to Wine and Web back in 2000. When did we do Wine and Web? 11? We did 11. Um, 
I created a character named Pino Gino. It's actually my, it's your Twitter handle, my logo. avatar, yeah. my Twitter handle. On. That is my drawing. And then fact. we had a uh, 2003 Pave de Cesse Bordeaux. Oh, Something nice. a little heavy at the end. That that's was nice. nice. Yeah, All right. Did so you have, let, did you have company? Just the kids and some friends. Did the Small. kids bring some friends? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. All right, so let's finish up because we have a few other things to do. Let's talk about Vayner RSE. Okay. So you have an opportunity to execute all your experience and go out and invest in companies and try to build the companies of tomorrow. Tell us a little about. It's a fund that I ran the last two, three years. Uh, all the money's deployed. Me and Steve were partners. We deployed 25. Steve Ross. Steve Ross. We which is the 20. RSE. Yep. We deployed $25 million. Matt Higgins, Phil Toronto, Kerry Kellogg, Sean Chang, a bunch of people involved on our side. Uh, we made a big investment into Snapchat. Good. Uh, we made um, we made some big investments. Resi, good. Yeah, we just had a big... Resi could end up being really good. Um, we... we just had an exit. Beam, Casey Neistat, company, Neistat. Uh, it's a company I love saying that. Um, to CNN. We've had some brave... Casey's huge. Huge. It was the time to huge. move the business. Um, uh, uh, brave, which is sold to Turner. We've had a nice little run here. Um, we still have some great companies. Pure so you wow. have people out there, finger on the pulse, looking for the next thing. Yep. Ready to invest. Yep. Put the money in. Yep. Mentor. Yes, but I definitely never promised that. There's a couple of things, you know, Micmac, an investment we made, I'm on the board, so I'm doing that. Um, but, you know, my time is such an issue, and so I never wanted to bullshit anybody and say, we're going to overly mentor. Uh, but I do, and I meet with my, my startups, but um, um, not, to the, not to that level. That may be a chapter in my career in the future. Right. Um, but right now, I'm just too busy operating VaynerMedia. Um, and well, then, last thing. Yes. And it's sort of exciting because of what we like and what we do. Vayner Sports. Yes. Which is sort of the newest, the newest Vayner, Vayner moniker. Yeah. Yes. Tell uh, us Va- about that. My brother AJ left Vayner Media in March or May, um, at, and we're now doing Vayner Sports. It's Jerry Maguire. We want sports. Sports. Sports management. That's right. Mar- uh, we'll do the marketing for them as well, help them get you know sponsorship deals. And we think we got something. We have analyzed the agency world. We think that a lot of sports agents uh, do not do enough by so the you talent. you can rip their faces off? I want to rip their faces off. That's exactly okay. right. Thank you for using one of Is my there, terms. Are there any parallels to looking for the next company for Vayner RSE and looking for the next athlete for Vayner Sports? That's exactly right. And much like Vayner Media really disrupted an established industry... Um, I want to do the same in Vayner Sports. I want Vayner Sports to be a real player against CAA and Rock Nation and things of that nature. And so I'm, uh, I'm really excited about it. Obviously, Company's about a year old. Yeah, it's not, not even, not even. It's really not even. This is really our first class. It was, it was called Symmetry Sports. AJ and I bought the majority. You state. acquired. We did. Uh, Mook Williams and Brian. Uh, and so they are partners, and they are the actual registered NFL agents. Uh, and so it's um, it's really exciting. Nice. Yeah. We, uh, we wish you only good luck with that. Well, thank you. I mean, yeah. how fun is it when we eventually rep a jet? Oh, it'll be. Well, just full disclosure, we were at the jet tailgate, and one of your signees yes. was there, yes, you know, from a big college, yeah. Oregon, QB, big position. Big yeah. You know, He's in so the CFL, great kid. You're, right. You're on He's your on way. He's on Daily V. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's fun. All right. So yes. 
That's the business part of it. I do a thing every week called the wine list, and I don't want to leave without you doing a wine list because okay. it's something we post. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of spontaneous questions. It. Some are pretty pretty pedestrian. All right, they're wine related. So, what wine are you drinking now? Is there something? Is is Barolo the answer? No, this is going to blow people's mind if they follow my career. I am drinking California Chardonnay. What? Give me some makers. Um, what am I drinking? A bunch of Aubert, Kistler, Konsgard. Oh, I'm, I'm drinking Ramey. Aubert. I've been drinking a bunch of Aubert. Uh, I've been drinking a bunch of um, uh, Peter Michael. No, yes, I actually have been drinking. A Those are all different. expensive ones. Yeah, these are. I'm an expensive character. Oh sure. Uh, Sabragia, uh, right? Which makes Sabragia, some, the makes some nice single guy. vineyards. Um, and um, it, fr- Fran- uh, here's one that everybody can find. Uh, Francia. Francis. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Franciscan Cuvée Sauvage. So, um, so. Kutz family. So for some reason, a style of wine I made fun of for a decade. You're, you're ordering in restaurants for popping and up at thr- home? And thrilled. And or at the beach house? Patson Hall and thrilled if somebody makes fun of me because I'll nice. punch them in the face. Um, you know, so California Chardonnay, I'm proud of okay. it. I, there's something that's hitting my palate right now that works for me. Nice. Unusual answer for you. Yeah. All right. Give me a favorite wine and food pairing. Um... I would go with uh, late harvest Riesling from the Alsace and Captain Crunch cereal. Okay. Sweet on sweet. Sweet on sweet. All right. Sweet I could square. pretty much guarantee the listeners that that's the only you time know. you'll ever hear that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Favorite wine restaurant or wine bar? Is there a place in the city that's impressed you? I mean, you're out a lot. I am. Um, historically, it was Crew and Veritas. Right, the big wine guys. Those were just so fun for me. That was the prime of my career, and they were big wine restaurants. Right. Um, I uh, I love when Terroir popped up. He crushed Paul it. Paul Greco. He, he's the best. Yeah. Um, Still got a couple of them. I'm trying to think, there was. I feel like there was actually something that kind of really took me aback, and I was impressed. Uh, uh, what you call it? Charlie Bird has a fun list. Yes. He's well. He's also well, Robert Ford is a rock Crew. star. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say I would say those stand out. All right, favorite all-time wine. I may be able to answer this. Go for ahead. You. Tell me if I have this. Go ahead. A Salon Champagne. So that's true. I would tell you that uh, eighty-two Salon Champagne is up re- there. And I've said that in the past. The that's, fanciest, the fanciest wine I, as my favorite wine is forty-seven Chevel. Forty-seven Chevel Blanc. But I was Bordeaux. young. I was young. You'd like to get that back. I would. I yeah. was young. And I feel like I forced it. You know how like ugly dudes get really hot chicks you when they're famous. You rarely have to explain things right. to me. I so, got it. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like I was built. I was sold on the brand of it. Okay. Um, and so, so eighty two salon. I think uh, you did a great job there. I would say that is way up there. Eighty five Sasakaya. Even great. though we razzed, I, I razzed t- uh, Tuscany a little bit earlier. Um, all right, so good answers. Let's yeah. move to the next one. Okay. Reach back to your retail experience okay. and your current knowledge. Yes. Because my listeners love this one. Best wine under 15 bucks. Give me a red and a white. Best wine under You know, under if a guy fi- like yeah, Ben could it. go over to dinner with two bottles, cost them 30 and they drink more expensive than they taste, what's the wines he should be carrying? Oh, you know what? Where's my phone? I actually... Oh, Ben, give me my phone. I actually, I'm going to answer... So let me let me uh, buy myself some time because I'm actually going to give you a specific one. Um, 
for sure, and you know, I haven't wavered on this 10 years later, Portuguese red wines are incredible. Okay, Portuguese and, red, and grape s- value. And I think those are incredible. What is the predominant grape? Um, so, Turiga Nacional. Okay. Um, which is nerdy, and I, I apologize for that. So, Fox Glove Chardonnay, 12 bucks, available nationwide, really good, super high on that. And then, Promio Malbec, P-R-O-E-M-I-O, $11.00. Malbec drinks. Malbec's a great heavy food great. wine. I know that Ben, you know, is a lives Katana in Argentina guy. or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. his name is. You know, so uh, I'm a big fan of that. Eleven dollars. All right, those are good ones. Thank you. All right, last question. Yes. Best wine app out there today. From you know, I'm an investor in Delectable, but it seems that Vivino has won that game. Seems like everybody uses it. I see it all the time. So Delectable was around first? I, I don't know, to be I very honest with you. I think it was. I don't know. And then Vino came around. I think the, you're it's right. It's Vino, right? Yeah. Yeah. The people that I know 100%. have shifted to yeah. Vino a And, and the Vino's always had a little bit of a lead, and now it has a macro lead. Right. All right. So will you stay with us for our weekly wine sip? We're going to taste a delicious wine. Yeah, let's do it. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Grape Nation. We've been talking to Gary Vaynerchuk. And we'll be right back. And this one's called Walking Like a Cowboy by Tax Star. We'll be right back. Have you tasted the world's best cheese? Grand Cru Sirchois is the 2016 World Cheese Champion. Our partners at Roth, Wisconsin, make this gorgeous Alpine-style cheese in the rolling hills of Greene County, Wisconsin. Grand Cru Sirchois is produced by hand in Swiss copper vats and finished by aging on spruce planks. The quality milk and careful craftsmanship bring out the award-winning light floral notes, nutty undertones, a hint of fruitiness, and a mellow finish. Perfect with Riesling and Muscat, Grand Cru Sirchois is a guaranteed hit for any occasion. Check out their other offerings at RothCheese.com. You'll discover Buttermilk Blue and their newest release, Prairie Sunset, the golden-hued love child of Mimolette and Gouda. You'll also find recipes like the Raclette Reuben and Tomato Tartlets. Everything you need to know about the world's best cheese is at RothCheese.com. All right, we're back. We're back with Gary Vaynerchuk, all-around good guy, media mogul, guru, wine guy. I left a Jet fan. Die hard. All right, so Gary, every week we taste a different wine on it okay. on the air. We call it our weekly wine sip. This week we're going to celebrate and toast you, Gary Vaynerchuk. Really? I dug deep into the Grape Nation wine cellar and pulled out a gem, the 2003 Schaefer Hillside Select. This is a Napa Cali Colt Cab, grown in the Stag's Leap region, made of 100% Cabernet, and aged for 32 months in new French oak barrels. It's expensive, hard to find, and currently sells for at least 300 So Gary, I've known for a while, is probably the most astute wine taster I know. He has an incredible nose and palate. So we're going to let Gary, we're going to take a sniffy sniff, and then we're going to throw it over the tongue, and let's talk about what we're looking at and drinking. So this is such an iconic wine. First of all, thanks for sharing it. Um, 
um, you know, the colors black, dark, unbelievably. 13-year-old wine. Which is incredible because right. it usually loses some of that intensity. It rusts on the edge. On the nose, it's got hardcore black jam, a little hint of. Heavy black. Really black, by the way. Like super juicy, feels like you're smelling red flute, fruit, blueberries, blackberries, black fruit as well for that reason. Currants. A little hint of tobacco on the nose, on the tail end. I get a you little, get a little uh, smoke. Graphite charcoal smoke. Yep, 100%. Whether it's a match or a little bit of tobacco, it depends on your nose. That's what you'll get on the palate. Mouthfeel. So this is interesting, right? Uh, I don't know for D-Rock, you and Ben, you know, depending on where your wine palates are. You can feel a little bit of tannins on the back end, but they're so soft. They are very soft. And usually it's bitter. Tell people what the tannins are. It's, it's you know, how you, you, you that puckery, tough flavor you f- taste when you the taste red wine. The puckery flavor from the skins, the seeds, the stems. Yeah, all the stuff that isn't the fruit, as you can imagine. And by the way, very easy, even if you're underage, to learn this. Go take a grape. Pe- like Eat the skin versus eating the actual grape. That transcends into red wine. It gets bitter. If you remember the old bitter beer face commercials, which I thought was really funny, by the way. Anyway, nonetheless, what's great about this is this is what aged wine's all about. This wine, eight, nine, ten years ago, would have felt hot on the back end because the it's alcohol calmed down and, a little, of course. So this is an elegance. You know what this is? This is like a forty-two-year-old distinguished gentleman who's got a little gray coming in. Still handsome. Right? Still, Still hand, like, got was, his mojo. Was an absolute like boy band rock star, handsome at 19, heart Justin rock. Timberlake? Timberlake would be a great comp. 42-year-old Justin Timberlake is what this wine is. And so I, I like that. It's balanced, long finish. I'm still tasting it. And much like 42-year-old Justin Timberlake, and he's happily married, so I don't want to wish this on him, but still has plenty of game, right? This wine can probably last another 15 years easily. Easily in the bottle. Having the fruit in the bottle. I mean, it's really good. So if we had a look at traditional rating systems, yes. 100 or whatever, where do we uh, slot this wine? If I was doing Wine Library TV, I'd probably score this wine 96-plus points. Which is high for you. Very. You know, 92, 93 is a damn good wine. This I remember a, we drank a, a Spotswood on great, uh, yes. Wine and Web. Yes. I think he gave it a 99. It was, it was one of the most profound uh, Cabernets. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for uh, tasting it with us. What would this pair with? Bloody red meats? Pittsburgh-styled black and blue. Black and blue, like, red on the inside uh-huh. and all that. Uh-huh. All right. All right. If you have a question, a wine happening, or an event, hit me up at Sam at GrapeNation.com. That's Sam at Grape Nation. Follow us on Twitter at BenRuby and Instagram at SBenRuby. Thank you to our guest, Gary Vaynerchuk, for taking time out of his very busy schedule to Mm -hmm. join us on the Grape Nation. Yep. Heritage Radio Network is a member-supported nonprofit radio station devoted to all things food and wine. Heritage needs your support during the big end-of-year fundraiser. A contribution in any amount not only supports HRN's 34 weekly programs, Mm. but also comes with exclusive member benefits. So if you like good food and wine, and you love good food and wine radio... Throw a little dough our way, will you? <laughs> okay. Will you? You can go to heritageradionetwork.org backslash donate. That's heritageradionetwork.org backslash donate. David, my engineer, is showing me a T-shirt. 
You can get T-shirts, potholders, all kinds of. A uh, couple things I got to run because I'm missing a family, a school, my daughter's school function. All right, I'm is how much I love you. you. But here, two things: one, uh, David's amazing. Two. I really wish you could recall my first live radio read commercial, oh which was God, an utter disaster. And by the way, you, I want to doc- give you, depth. you document in Ask Gary V how you overcame that. So Ben Ruby, this wonderful man that you're listening to, runs in after the first one. I crush the creative. But then we and get to the you're a guy that has no, you know, Nothing. lack of Nothing. being verbose. Nothing. I crush the creative and... It gets to the commercial time. I take the paper. This is something true. I can't read, meaning like I'm not good at it. So I read this ad. It is literally the worst execution of my career in public. No, it was like Stella Beer is a beer. It was it was the worst. It goes to commercial. I'm like I'm like holy crap. That was the worst thing I've ever done publicly. He runs into the booth and he goes, "Listen to me." Stern never read it either. He just did stuff. The next time you do this, look at it right now. Read make some notes. Just do your do, own thing. do your thing. Right. The next time I came around, I don't know, maybe all time great. Rock star. All time great. Rock star. I love you, man. All right, thank you, Gary. Talk to you soon. I'm Sam Ben Ruby, and you've been listening to the Grapes Grape Nation. We'll see you next time. listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.